0: Hello, Nashville. I hear we've got a couple of superstars in the city. Hey, man. Nelly. Where's Nelly? Man, I'm not sure. I hadn't heard from him yet. I've been trying to get a hold of him. Oh, look at there. Speak of the devil. Hey, let him know I got him something nice. All right. See you soon. Yo, what's that? I'm here. Where you at? What up, Nelly? You ready to do another one, bro? It's all lit, yo. Talk him to the club Just to get the, get the right I do this shit every night You can call it limelight I'ma call it my Good, life. you're through What's that? All right DK jeans on Skin, skin, skin tight oh, She be shaking that head. tail light Got me fools, You know Like a deer in the headlights Backwoods Wanna know if you can roll That's a rock On a rock, ice cold Got the coke On a new town road Back hip hop, all the whole down. Got the game on the go-round. On the Black Tom Brady and time ready in this. I'm the go now. Charlie, I'm so wild. Hoorland's out the SoCal. Better know now. on the rock ice cold got the coupe on a new town road real low low, low. backwoods want to know if you can roll got some rock on the rock ice cold got the coupe on a new town road she real says take me to the country show me where you're from I said shawty you gon' love me and we gon' have some fun We back, man. I break out my big wheel and you can climb on her girl I think you a big deal i show your boy some love <laughs> just a little bit Right. If you are catching this part of the video, you are either watching live. Do you have someone to share your feelings without a fear of rejection? Do you think you deserve more? Yeah. See, you can tell you're either watching live or you've caught the replay before YouTube snagged me with a copyright to take down the music because it will be gone soon. And that is in honor of the special secret guest at Pax Beyond, Nelly was in the house. But uh, tonight, for the Wednesday live show, we are going to do a quick after the conference recap and see how long my voice holds out. So sit back and uh, let's have some fun. Fine. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. This is the show where we try to help you run your IT business better, smarter, and faster. It is presented by NetAlly, and we try to talk to other IT business owners, partners and vendors in the channel. We share stories and tips. And uh, tonight, we've got a—it's not a one-off, but for those of you that have followed me over the years— Every time we go to a conference, we try to do what I used to refer to as the voyage home. We talk about the perspectives and the things that we took away, and we're going to do that tonight. However, it's going to be a little different because normally there is a few days, maybe even a week, between the time that the conference ends and the time that I do this uh, recap. In this particular case, I flew back today. The conference ended last night. I flew out early this morning, got home, and I would usually have people from the conference hop on the show and share their thoughts with me, but the way that this event worked out this year, a lot of them, because it ended on Tuesday, are actually staying the rest of the week. They were able to bring families out to the venue, and they're visiting other parts of Colorado. Others are traveling home, still on the road, still in the air. So I did reach out to some people. I doubt that anybody would show. If they do, I will bring them on. Otherwise, I got a bunch of written comments and observations. Actually, a lot more than I thought I was going to get. So I will share some of those and uh, give you guys an idea of what you may have missed if you did not attend. So the event that I'm talking about is the one that we've been promoting for the last couple of months, PAX 8 Beyond 2023. And it was held this past Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Sunday night was a kickoff. Monday and Tuesday were two full days of the conference. It was at the Gaylord Rockies Hotel in Denver, Colorado. Now, the official reports were that there were over 1,000 registered attendees. That number probably crept up over 1,100, maybe close to 12. I don't know the official number. So please do not yell at me if it turns out to be much different than that. Uh, They were probably, with staff from Pax8, vendors that were on site, uh, 86 actual vendors were there. Uh, So we're talking somewhere between 1,800 and 2,000 people at this inaugural event for Pax8. And this, as many of you may know, now, Rob Ray, the godfather of the channel, everybody says it's Rob's event, he's bringing, you know, the DattoCon vibe to Pax8, this is something that has been in, in the works for Pax8 for quite some time. Obviously, Rob Ray put his hand on it and made it a fantastic event. Uh, basically, it is, you know, specifically curated for partners aimed at helping them grow their business, increase their knowledge of cloud technologies and new emerging solutions. And attendees were promised an immersive learning experience with thought leadership, education and enablement, technical training, and a preview into the future Pax 8 Marketplace. So that is kind of how we're going to gauge this event and see if Pax 8 hit on all those marks. I probably should do some clarifications. So normally I attend events as a pure attendee. Uh, The last couple of years, I've actually been able to attend and do some podcasting on site as well. This was the first time, though, I actually went as a full member of the media. I was given the same access as the rest of the media, attended the pre-conference press meeting, and uh, got to ask some questions and, and get some knowledge ahead of the event, I got to sit at the media table and I was on media row. And those of you that were there and saw me there, you were able to come by, see me interviewing people and actually hop on and do a couple of interviews. So I did not get to attend as many of the sessions as I normally would. So uh, my perspective on those sessions are purely based on feedback given to me by people that I spoke with at the event, as well as those that sent written comments afterwards. So of course, You know, the question always comes up, how do you judge an event? Is it something where you judge it based on, you know, the content? Do you judge it based on the excitement? Do you judge it based on, you know, the venue, the food? Uh, We're going to do a little bit of all that. So I always try to take a holistic approach to how I look at conferences. Obviously, the one thing you want to be able to do is... Is come away with something actionable, something that is going to help you in your business, whether it is to help you grow, you know, help you sell more, help you be more efficient, uh, get you a better understanding uh, when it comes to either leadership or efficiencies in the business. Uh, that is one of the things that I look for. The other thing that I look for, obviously, is some camaraderie that is there. Uh, what type of, of engagement? am I getting both from vendors and other attendees? And I think the comments that we'll be talking about tonight will definitely speak to that. In this particular case, I think PAX 8 had several different things that they were trying to hit on. Obviously, this was their first inaugural event of this size. When you say user conference of over 1,000 attendees, that's a big step. Pax8 has always done, you know, the small little workshops, the training days, uh, and things like that, but they had never done anything on this scale. So there were a lot of targets that they had to hit. And, uh, I'll be honest, I think they hit on most of them. They didn't hit on all of them, and you would not expect a first year conference to do that. However, from the feedback that I have gotten and from my observations, I would say that Pax 8 probably hit on more points than most veteran conferences do even after 5, 10 years down the road. They knocked it out of the park. And I'll just tell you from, obviously, if you want to start with the venue, the Gaylord uh, Hotel at the Rockies, a fantastic venue, visually very striking. Now, of course, it's easy to be that way when there's, like, nothing else around because it's built in between the Denver airport and the city of Denver. And even though the airport's been there for years, they've still not built up a lot out there. They are building, there are communities coming up. There are uh, warehouses, there are uh, storefronts, some nice little bars and area and stuff. So they're building it up. But when you go up to the, to the gay Lord, you, you know, that's the Gaylord. Lord. There's no mistake. There's nothing else there. But it is it is a fantastic venue in terms of visual appeal in terms of accommodations uh it, It's been there a few years. I don't even know how long it's been there uh but it 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 feels brand new the All of the areas that you go to and you know just even forget the conference area that we were in, which was fantastic. but walking in and getting the visual ambience of being there, seeing the grandeur of the layout of the the indoor pond and river uh the bars the spa the gym the outdoor patio the pool uh it was just a very very nice venue um it's big I, I mean there's there's no way around it so some people are like it's too big um but i think not too big i mean there are times where you go to conferences and you know it's a mile from your room to where you have to meet. I didn't find that to be the case here. Uh, everything was reasonable in terms of walking distance. Unless you're a tall girl in tall heels and you've been in them all day, um, I saw a couple of examples of that. And I, listen, I'm not a woman. I wish a woman had spoken up and, and talked to these poor girls and said, honey, you don't, you don't need the heels. You don't need to be in pain to be at this type of event. So uh, that in terms of the venue, uh, the food was good in my uh, estimation. But the opening session on Monday morning probably was the most riveting opening session in terms of let's just let's just say this. The video that I have played promoting the Pax A Beyond has been nothing short of theatrical movie-style release. I mean, if you're talking about trying to compare it with, you know, a John Wick, a Jason Bourne, you know, a Mission Impossible, you know, something that just grabs you, something that, you know, shakes your butt in your chair, that's what that opening video was for the event. Now, it doesn't hurt that it's also on a freaking 3D Max screen i mean it wasn't 3D but i'm talking about you know whatever those big IMAX screens that you see at those theaters this was this was huge all across and the uh, the audio behind it like i said bass pumping you know make your butt pucker when certain things are are done with the music uh that was that was phenomenal the video uh, production was just outstanding i guess the one thing that i would really talk about in a bad light is Denver, Colorado. It's June. How in the world are you having 50 and 60 degree weather in June? Um, It was cold. It was windy. Uh, It made it hard to sit outside even by the fire. Uh, But other than that, no big deal on the venue there. Um, So of course, that's one way to judge a conference. The other is by the content and by the presentations, by the overall vibe and feel of the conference, I think most people, there was so much anticipation built up for this event, it it had to succeed. It had to hit. And for the most part, I think it did. There were, of course, some things with sessions that people probably... Could have you know? Obviously, people are going to offer their opinions. There were a lot of comments about like the twenty-minute sessions that they were too short. That the the vendors and the presenters, because the presenters were not always vendors, uh, but it was almost like they had to just you know race through stuff just to get her done. And twenty minutes, um, maybe not a good you know time. Uh, for those types of sessions, you know, 30, 45, I don't know. I'm just reporting back what is said uh, in the comments because I did not get to go to them. Um, obviously, the big track this year was the security track. I think that was probably the most popular of all the tracks. Uh, there was a security lab there that uh, one of the things that I think was upsetting to some people that it was a limit of 150 now if you're at a smaller conference that's no big deal but if you're at a conference where there's you know up to 1200 attendees and you're not one of the 150 uh, you might get left out and I did get uh, a report or two that it felt like you know you had to be in the know it was one of the you know insiders clubs for half of the seats that were there I don't know that to be true And I think that's just an observation that was made, but it's one that's made. So that's uh, something there. Uh, Let's see here. I'm just reading through some of the notes. I've marked some stuff. Um, So I got a comment here that uh, two days seemed to be the right amount of time for the format that was presented in terms of the number of sessions, the amount of time that you could spend with vendors in the vendor hall, the keynote presentations, uh, I think the keynote links were spot on. Um, I don't want to say perfect, but, you know, you, you got just enough of the person, you got just enough of the topic, and, you know, you didn't get to a point where you're like, okay, come on, move along. Uh, they moved that thing along pretty well. So you were never, at least in my perception, I don't think anybody got bored listening to anybody on stage. So that was pretty good. So I think overall, this was a pretty good feel. Uh, a lot of the listeners that have been around for a while, you know, we have attended conferences like ASCII, like Exchange, ChannelCon, uh, TechCon Unplugged, and of course they're all different sizes, different emphases, and they all have their their pros, their cons, things that people love. Uh, I would put this. Right in that same area, I always talk about, you know, what I like in a conference. And this hit on just about all of them. So if I were only attendees, if I were only an attendee, I think I would have been very, very happy with the overall format. And, again, the length was just about right. You know, you fly in, two days, fly out. Um, I didn't fly the wife out to... uh Turn it into a whole week's vacation. So I'm sure she'll let me know pretty soon if that's something I need to do next time. Uh, now, getting to the content, there were a lot of announcements made by Pax Eight. Now, it, obviously, that's something that they wanted to do with it being their first inaugural conference, uh, announcing a lot of new participants in the Pax Eight marketplace. Everyone from CrowdStrike, uh, Valley Mo- Valley Mail, Red Store. Um, MSP, CFO, um, a lot of announcements, a lot of changes coming down the road that should be good for partners and vendors. But the biggest thing was the announcement of the future of the cloud marketplace. And it was actually presented by their chief technology officer, uh, Scott Chasen, where they uh, are going to basically change the visionary approach and execution path and offer unique customer acquisition opportunities to partners and provide data-driven insights into their customers' solution life cycle. Now, like this is the actual press release that I got uh, before the event, but the easiest way to explain this that we found is that Pax8 is tr- trying to be the place where customers can go and click a buy now button rather than fill out a contact form and wait for somebody to get back in touch with them. But they're going to have a, a buy now button where pax will help with the aid of AI and machine learning to match them up with a list of potential partners that, you know, match their solution size, match their geographic region, a whole bunch of other factors and an MSP or an IT solution provider will be able to swipe right on a customer and the customer will also be able to swipe right and create a match and make things happen. There's a lot more that goes along that process and I will have links in the show notes to tell you where to go to find all that out. Uh, That was a very exciting announcement, a very interesting announcement. Uh, It was met with of course, some, some comments of like, Hmm, how's that going to work? But for the most part, everybody seems to be looking forward to it. Of course, they're just wondering you know, how it's going to shake. And the time frame for this is going to be an early release to selected partners or selected vendors somehow uh, later this fall. And then a full general release starting in 2024. So that is the time frame for that. That is the big announcement that they had. Uh, Going back to some other comments here, I found that the CIS-based breakouts were good and informative. I I liked that they had vendors there that were not part of the Pax8 platform. I felt that food was okay. Uh, uh, From my perspective, it was well executed as far as production, logistics, and staffing would have preferred to have more sessions and less free slash vendor hall time on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, da, 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 da. That was pretty much it. And is this a press announcement? No, it's not. So from that perspective, I hope that gives you a general idea of what the conference was like, what to expect. They have already announced that there will be a PACS beyond 2024 They did do a pre-registration for people that were there in attendance for a very super steep discount. I was not able to get a response back today as to whether or not there was going to be open registration uh, immediately after the conference for people that did not attend. So as soon as I find that out, I will let you know. Of course, if PAX 8 makes the announcement ahead of time, you'll probably know right away. But uh, there will be pre-registration soon. For PAX Eight Beyond 2024, and it will be again in Denver at the Gaylord Resort. Uh, makes it easy for PAX Eight, right? Because that's that's their headquarters. All right. So before we move on to talk about some other stuff, let me at least say thank you to the vendors and other folks that help make this thing churn. Of course, uh, the IT Business Podcast is presented to you by NetAlly, your ally, when it comes to network testing and Wi-Fi analysis, helping network engineers and technicians deploy, manage, and maintain today's most complex networks. The live stream is presented by Computers Done Right. Say goodbye to Computer Woes with Computers Done Right, a managed IT services company, providing computer repair, IT support, and management in Venice, Florida, and surrounding areas. And our newest sponsor, Instant House Call. Uh, If you are a small or medium-sized business looking for remote IT support, look no further than Instant House Call, an on-demand remote support software that allows your customers to start a support session with just one click, no pre-installed software, and it has all the features that you want, multi-monitor support, file transfer, chat, undetendent access, custom branding, and more. You can try it free for 15 days. Head over to instanthousecall.com. All right. I do want to also thank a lot of people that just happen to be at the conference. Most of the time I don't, uh, unless I'm going to something like a tech con, uh, I don't get to know who's going to be in attendance and who I'll be hanging out with, but uh, Lady Di was there, Diana Giles, Uh, let's see, who was there, Matt Foreman was there, Zach, a good buddy of mine from high school, Bill Hibbard, who is in tech, uh, happened to be out in Colorado Springs and uh, was able to attend there, so uh, I got to see all them. And, of course, there were some others. Michael Goldstein hopped on by, a uh, good friend, Paco LeBron from MSP Unplugged and TechCon Unplugged, Mike Wise. Now, Mike Wise did not actually attend the PAX Apion event but lives close enough and happened to have a drop-off uh, at the airport and was able to swing by and join uh, me for a few minutes and I actually got him to hop on a quick little podcast interview. So Mike Wise was there. Uh, for those of you that don't know any of the people that I mentioned, you know, Mike Wise uh, is an uh, IT service provider in uh, Colorado. His company is Clockwork Networks. Paco LeBron, I mentioned, uh, MSP Unplugged and Tekton Unplugged, uh, also has a MSP in Chicago, Prodigy Techs. Michael Goldstein, a Florida man here, Land Infotech. Diana Giles, Skyline IT Management. Matt Foreman, Local Circuit IT. Um, Zach, uh, I think it's, it's either Blue Ridge or I think it's Blue Ridge Technologies out of Carolina. So, And there were some other people that I got to meet, met some other Florida men. Um, you know, that's one of the things with these conferences. This also had just enough time where we could hang out and talk, whether it was between sessions, definitely after hours. And, you know, as Parker would say, where the magic happens. And it was a good thing. That's part of the reason why my voice is like this. It wasn't just, you know, dancing to Nelly. It was the fact that I stayed up till, I don't know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m.? I forget with a group of people out there uh, just chatting about life. We actually didn't talk tech the last night. It was uh, things about life and the fact that we could sit and share and talk, have differences of opinions, and I think they still all like me, uh, turns out to be pretty good. All right. The other thing that you all have become accustomed to is the fact that I evaluate SWAG. That is something that I like to do at these conferences, and I should clarify and qualify that I don't go out and grab the swag to just get it and accumulate it. You don't see me wearing the swag. You don't see me using the swag. Uh, It does not mean that it is an endorsement of the vendor of the swag, even though a lot of them, yes, I have either used or tried or had on the show, but... Uh, When I go and evaluate swag, it is with the idea that, you know, we like to go to conferences and we we like to get the stuff and we like to get the free stuff. So for swag that you had to work for or win or pay for, disqualified. Uh, The other thing is swag that ends up being useless in my eyes, not going to say everybody's eyes because... Beauty and utilization is in the eye of the beholder. So there are a lot of things that uh, come into play when we talk about swag. So uh, I am going to go through, I've got several categories that I'm going to be giving some honorable mentions to uh, when it comes to the swag. Before I do that, I do want to make sure I mentioned, you know, I thank you to the the friends that were able to go. Obviously I want to thank Rob Ray who, uh, finally allowed me to coerce him to come on to the podcast earlier this year. And Rob Ray said, Marv, I'll get you out to the conference. And he did just that. Uh, so thank you to Rob. Um, and the fact that Rob put on a fantastic event. Um, just enough cannot be said there. Uh, I should also say thank you to Melissa Gallegos, uh, who is the communications director and was you know even though it felt like she was holding my hand all the way and making sure I was taken care of she she did everything there she ran all the press stuff all the media stuff uh, she did a fantastic job got me a ton of interviews of all the conferences that I have done on site interviews with this has been probably the most organized uh, all of the people that you know came from Pax eight, and I actually got a lot i was I was surprised at the number of people I got from Pax eight that were willing to sit down and chat with me on the show uh they were all you know just happy to be there. they answered all the questions didn't hold back um kudos to Pax eight uh, i mean i don't I don't want to make it sound like I've got a Pax eight love affair because in all honesty i i I had to come clean. And correct and let people know that yes, I have been a partner since 2016, but I have not been a good partner in all that time. So there probably is going to be uh, some time over the next few months that I'm going to have to li- literally sit back, reevaluate where I am with PaxAid in my business and give them some love because they have done nothing but show me love in all of this thing. So I just wanted to give that uh, shout out there. Um, the people I interviewed, uh, you're going to be hearing those probably starting as early as tomorrow. So there's going to be I, – I, I won't be able to put them all into one interview, so they're going to come out in stages. Uh, but you're going to hear from, of course, Rob Ray. Uh, you're going to hear from Carolyn Goals, the chief marketing officer, uh, David Powell, Scott Chasen, who I mentioned earlier, Nick Heddy, uh, chief commerce officer, Ryan Walsh. Did not expect to speak to him. Many of you know him as the co-founder and chief strategy uh, official uh, there at Pact And then, of course, I had a whole bunch of other interviews, people that uh, just happened to be walking down media row. And, of course, our good friend, Parker LeBron from uh, MSP Unplugged, was somebody I got to interview, Michael Goldstein. Bradley Gross, your technology attorney, uh, was there. I mentioned that Mike Wise Uh, sat down for a few minutes, and a new friend, Michelle Accardi from Lion Guard, uh, also sat down with me. So what is that, 11 uh, interviews that I got? So uh, it's going to be a a packed few weeks with uh, podcast releases uh, coming your way. And uh, hopefully they'll be all good content. So when they come out, please let me know, support the people, and give us some feedback. Let's see. Anything else I want to hit before Swag? Well, my voice is starting to go, so let me take a swig. And let's get on to the swag. Now, the first thing I want to say is one of the things that I look for immediately when hitting the vendor hall is where the bags. I think it has been no mystery that Datto got it right when they were the first one to start supplying swag bags at an event, not to be the swag, but to hold the swag. And there were a lot of vendors this year that had swag bags. And of course I went and grabbed those first and I didn't bring them over here. So I can't tell you who they were, but I believe, uh, AWS, of course, PAX eight had a bag, uh, there were probably five bags. I actually left with four bagfuls of swag. Now, that's not how much I took home, so don't don't go all berserk there. But there were a lot of bags, and that was great because I didn't have to you know, run stuff up to the room, come back down, fill another bag, go back out. I got to do a whole bunch of carrying of swag during that initial sweep, which I always do. Uh, let me start with the... The easiest swag that I think companies do is always the pins, and you know, pins have been around for so long. I think we overlook them a lot of times. We don't give them the love that they deserve. Uh, when I evaluate pens, I want to evaluate them by the quality, how they feel in my hand. I will write with all the pens when I get back to the office. I actually do, either click it or twist it, and give it a little write to see how good the writing is because, of course, that's what you want. You want people to use it and not just look good. Uh, So I want to go ahead and give the writing utensil uh, mention to AMD. And this is their pen here. Uh, It's just a very simple, ordinary pen. First of all, it's a click pen, which I like. I don't like trying to figure out if it's a twisty or turny or whatever. It's got the rubber rip. To hold your hand. It just looks like a very nice uh, pin. The the shirt clip doesn't look like it's going to break. Uh, so AMD, a, a vendor at the event there. Good deal with that. And of course we have the apparel division. And uh, I don't get the shirts to wear them. I actually get them now to hang in the rafters. So if you've ever been down here to Studio B, you'll see that I've got all of the vendor shirts hanging from the rafters here. So the goal is to have every vendor with a shirt up here in the rafters. So if you are a vendor and uh, you don't know if you have a shirt here in my rafters, just reach out to me and let me know. So I usually do, before I do the regular apparel, I usually will do an unusual gift. And usually those are ones that I leave in the hotel room uh, because I either don't have room in the suitcase or I know I'm not going to use it. Um, I was going to make that the pink flying pig from Zix App River. And yes, I am a partner there. But I actually brought back this from Bites. This, I don't know, this feels like a Wow type thing here. Uh, but it was good to see Malware Bites at the event uh, putting together their, their MSP program. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So it did make the trip home, um, but it's interesting. We'll see how that goes. So that's an honorable mention. Now, the two shirts that I'm going to bring up, and I usually don't do shirts. However, I will say this Hacks8, again, disqualified, probably had the best. Shirt, hoodie combination that, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that you had to buy it, hands down, best apparel in the business, but they're not. So the first one that caught my attention was this shirt, just a plain black shirt with writing on the front that it was actually spoken to me. I said, hey, this shirt is for you. And it reads, I'm not a person you can put on speakerphone. And this is a B-VoIP shirt. And our good friend George Bardisi uh, tried to push that on me. So that is an honorable mention in the shirt category. And a newcomer in the shirt industry, well, I shouldn't say in the shirt industry. They've been around a while, but they're new in our vendor space. But a company called Checkpoint... And this shirt, visually appealing, eye-catching, and, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a combination, camouflage, tie-dye. And uh, on the front, it's got, you clicked on what? As an opening line to when you walk in a user's office and you're there to announce yourself as a tech. And then on the back, they've got themselves their logo, Checkpoint email, security reinvented. So a very nice shirt there from from Checkpoint. Uh, This is one where I probably should have gotten a second one and worn it around the house, but I don't do that. Uh, In the practical technical category, I've made comments about the fact that I wish that these would come back in more abundance, and they have. But this one from IONOS, the USB cord, the charger cord with the, you know, three USB micro, USB-C, iPhone, iPad, and on the other end, it actually has a combination where you can have it just be the USB plug-in, or you can take it apart and it turns into a USB C to USB C cable, and I didn't see that when I got it. I didn't actually notice that until I got home and started looking at it. But this, in the practical tech category, wins because it's it's what everybody wants, and it's long. Uh, there's a ton of short ones out there, and we know that that just doesn't work. So uh, a very long, and this feels like it is going to be a durable cable and last. I will say that the one I got from the last conference is already broke. So I'm hoping that this one holds up. And in the category of practical tech, if there are vendors out there listening and want to know what tech, what swag to bring, there was a lot of request for just simply a charger. Yes, there were cords, but some 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 people needed an actual charger. So I know that those kind of went out of fashion. Probably, in favor of the socks, which if you notice, no socks in the category here, but a good quality charger for devices would be very well received in the community uh in the drinkware category, I have a couple here, and this is just simply based on guts this is this is the cojone category, really is what it is. Uh, I know that we are into the tumblers and the travel mugs, and you know I like a good quality tumbler. But I'm I, I'm picking these, and I'm not picking one over the other. I'm picking two, but a little mug from Aptega, uh, who I really don't know who they are, uh, cybersecurity management software, and MSP CFO, and these are just simply their two. Quality ceramic mugs, and I picked them just because getting swag at an event and having to travel home with it can be an adventure. Ceramic mugs usually take extra care and can break just you know so ceramic mugs and glass and it had been a while since I've seen ceramic mugs at an event, so I wanted to give both of them props for. You know, having the guts and the the vision to do uh, a ceramic mug. Um, now, I'd like it to probably be a little bit bigger. This looks like it's one of those 11-ounce uh, mugs. I like mine 13 to 15 ounces. Uh, the MSP CFO is a good size, a little taller, a little substantial, a little blue sparkle there. Uh, white on the inside would be a ding, but... No worries there. So that was that. was that, And that brings us to the top swag of this year. And this actually wins for one of the weirdest reasons ever. I, I, I usually would not even think twice about that, this type of, of swag. Now, CrowdStrike is a new partner in the Pax8 marketplace, but they have been around quite a while. They are Uh, a leader in cybersecurity, but they had this little, uh, I don't even know what it's called because I don't wear them, this little head hoodie, beanie thingy. And normally I I wouldn't consider it because I don't wear hats. I don't wear stuff on my head. And I usually don't wear these little plaid, you know, country mountain colors. But because of the Denver weather, being 50 degrees outside, I was oh so close to putting this on. It was just one of those where the universe aligned, and this is going to be my swag pick of PAX 8 Beyond 2023, the CrowdStrike Beanie, or whatever you call them. If anybody knows the right name, let me know, because uh, I want to give them the correct love. So... That's it. That's your swag for Pax 8 Beyond 2023. Great, great stuff there. All right. Um, Hello, John. How are you doing, sir? Well, that is going to do it. As I mentioned, I do have a bunch of interviews that I did on-site that are going to be released over the next... uh, I'm going to try to get them all out within the next week. I don't want them to get too far away from the event And I want everybody to to hear the great content that's coming up. Next week, there will not be a live show. Next week, I will be at ASCII Edge in Tampa, Florida. And I'm still not sure if I'm driving over Tuesday or not, but the event is Wednesday and Thursday. And I will need to stay in the Tampa area on Friday. I have a client that we're going to be doing a major upgrade this summer. And they have uh my client has offices in both Tampa and St. Pete, so I'll be visiting those offices to get ready for that. <laughs> I'm just reading what John put here in the stock. Stocking hat. Roll it up and roll it up. Oh, he just, I don't but if you roll it up too much, John, you won't see the CrowdStrike logo. I mean that's the whole point of getting these these vendors. Now, granted, I I'm not doing it for the vendor stuff, but you're talking about doing it like a yarmulke. I don't know if I can pull that off. Very interesting there, but thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, So again, getting back to next week, no live show, but there will obviously still be a lot of content. I'll be putting these shows out uh, that I did on site for PAX eight, and I will uh, have more of the pitch it vendor spotlight shows coming up. So all of that will be out. You guys will think how in the world, are you pumping out all this stuff? Well, a lot of it's pre-recorded, so don't think that I'm doing this every single day. But that's yeah. going to do it, folks, for this episode of the IT Business Podcast. I hope that you take the information that I give you on the recap, and if you did not attend, that you will consider attending. If you have not yet filled out the survey as an attendee, uh, to let them know the good, the bad, the ugly. Reach out and let them know. Now, I want to end off with two things. The most exciting keynote that everybody was most interested for was Peyton Manning, uh, quarterback of the Denver Broncos, a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he sat down and had a nice conversation and uh, did did a great, fantastic job there. And, of course, again, if you caught the live show, you saw the video that I played. Uh, Later down the road, that video won't be there. But it was one of Nelly's songs. Nelly was the musical performer that was most anticipated. Of course, the Spasmatics were there. If you've been to a a Rob Ray event, his favorite band in the world, Spasmatics, a nice cover band, uh, do a great job. But, of course, Nelly was there. And Nelly wasn't there You know, did a quick promo, you know, quick song montage and got off the stage. Dude, put on a show. It was fantastic. And nothing, nothing funnier to me than seeing a bunch of white people dance to black music. It was awesome. It was a good night. It was a fantastic event. Uh, Again, kudos to the PAXA people for putting that on. A fantastic, fantastic two day event. And I hope that uh, I'm invited back next year. So with that, folks, I'm going to say thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. Uh, in my absence next week, uh, be sure to you know listen to all the audio content and give me some feedback. And let me know how you think those went. And uh, anything else on the show, let me know. ITBusinessPodcast.com. If you want to support the show, you can go to the Sponsor tab and support the sponsors. You can click on Amazon and shop as you normally would, and everything that you do gets back like 1% or 2%, uh, which helps me you know, pay for all the stuff we do here with the streaming and the equipment and all that stuff, and you know helps me travel to events like Pax 8 Beyond and do all that. So that's going to do it. My throat's about ready to go. We'll see you soon, and until next time, holla.